All righty, folks. Well, welcome to episode five of From New Haven to Nashville, uh, my 24-year celebration. And uh, we got one more episode coming after this before we take a little break uh, until the new year. And the next episode, um, if you have anybody that uh, has been interested in listening to the show and have it, hasn't, the next episode is probably going to be the one to be your go-to one and share it with everybody you can for me. Well, 24 years, what can I say? What an amazing celebration for me. And uh, this episode's going to key on the music. What I did, you know, I've talked about the bands I've played with, the people. But today I want to talk about the instruments and uh, what led me to them and uh, talk a little bit about the music scene, you know, here in Nashville and where I think things are going. Well, if you have never been to Nashville, folks, you know, it's got the stereotype of being the country music capital of the world. But there's a lot more to it. And you'll, you'll find your traditional country here and there. It's kind of rare now. Um, Broadway here in Nashville has become um, more of a party, party uh, street and uh, with party buses and all that kind of stuff. And I have nothing against it. You know, I'm in the tourism business and really proud of what we do. And everybody has their thing. More and more bars opening up, you know, John Bon Jovi, Garth Brooks, uh, Eric Church. Um, they're all um, opening places downtown uh, in the next year or so. So it's, it's really getting really cool and really interesting. Uh, for somebody my age, maybe 60, I've kind of it's kind of run its uh, its course for me, but I played down down on Broadway, and uh, it's it's an amazing feeling. And I played in the famous Tootsie's and uh, a couple of other places um, with some great musicians, and uh, it, it was it was a thrill. Those moments are memories that you you just never forget, and to be able to do that stuff, I think, is pretty cool, and. Um, my musical tastes are all over the place. So I was lucky to be able to play with everybody in all different genres here. And for those of you that know me, my main instruments um, are drums. Um, I um, got into Latin percussion early on here. And when I came into Nashville, really, uh, I was basically playing percussion instruments, uh, conga, that kind of stuff uh, early on in some of the bands backing them up and some of the songwriters. And then it kind of led me to um, the cajon when I joined the Red Wine Effect. And that is my, I love the instrument. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's basically a box that you sit on and you make rhythms. And it, it, it's just an amazing thing. And um, I uh, had gotten the moniker. Some of the folks I played with called me the cajon king. But uh, I just love it. I love the instrument. I love experimenting with it and uh, playing on sharing a lot of that uh, knowledge of that instrument in the next uh, few years here that I have here. Hopefully I'll be able to enjoy it for a few more years or, or even more and share that. I think, uh, I think it's a great instrument for children because uh, it's not that expensive. And uh, you know, how kids sometimes, you know, change their minds about things. I always uh, thought that the cajon would be the go-to thing for somebody who wanted to get into drums and all that. So I love stressing that. And, uh, you know, I was classically trained on trumpet and I picked up the flugelhorn because I was in, inspired by uh, Chuck Mangione 
So drums, Latin percussion, cajon. Uh, cajon's basically in the Latin percussion family, but it, it, it is very versatile. Um, flugelhorn. Then, um, you know, thanks to my brother um, years ago, yeah, I learned bar chords and all that. So I've, I've, I'm very fluent on guitar. Not a not a big lead player, but my bar chords and everything, I'm very clean. I can hold my own as a rhythm guitarist in a band if uh, that was a choice I wanted to do or got the opportunity. Bass guitar, I'm okay. Um, that's the instrument I really want to study a little bit more. So I plan on doing that. And in between all that, I picked up lap steel, not the... Um, not the pedal steel. That seems like a very intense, um, you know, way of learning how to play an instrument, the lap steel guitar. And you hear a lot of that in, of course, country music. It's got that, um, it's basically called the Hawaiian guitar in the long run. It's got that sound, you know, um, but it's, it could be so cool. I've heard blues players play it and, you know, rocking out with it. So I invested in a small little lap steel that I just have fun with and, you know, and when I'm playing a song, I can add my stuff to it. So I've, I've got a decent ear that I've been blessed with. I'm proud of it. Uh, mandolin. Uh, picked up mandolin. Uh, ukulele. I'd like to learn a little bit more. I'm, I'm pretty average on that. And then piano. Uh, keyboards. Basically played most of this stuff by ear, and I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. And it's been a lot of fun. But as an artist, uh, support to an artist... Um, percussion and drums would be my first choice and always will be. And let's get to that too. I mean, over these 24 years, I've played with some amazing people and some of them went on to have successful careers as songwriters and uh, some performers, some even made it on to television and all that good stuff. And um, a couple of them got me involved in television when I got to do the, uh, the television show Nashville wound up being in 12 episodes over the four first four seasons i believe it was only saw myself a couple times but it was a lot of fun but the music industry folks is, is always changing and everybody's going to have an opinion about it of course and myself not really excuse me it's coffee time <laughs> my opinion is you know Everything is, you know, if you're out there doing it, singing, playing, writing your own stuff, being creative, it's, it's just a blessing. It's amazing. And I want to I want to clear the air about cover bands. I made a lot of comments about cover bands. Heck, they're fun to play in. Sure. But me as a person, personally, I see no challenge. Oh, yeah. There's Led Zeppelin songs. There's bands that do Rush um, and, you know, very technical stuff where I couldn't touch. I know that. I wouldn't even attempt it. And if I was in a band that did Rush or Led Zeppelin, I would play it my way, my creative way. Uh, I, you know, a lot of you want to emulate um, these artists and everything. I, I get it. But I have been spoiled, and I've said it over and over again. I just want to be creative, and I keep using that word creative. And I got to shout out the creative percussion right now because they are making me grow even more in my later years. Um, just uh, amazing. Kevin and Sherry doing some great stuff out there. I'm really looking forward to some future endeavors with them. But creativity is so important to me and originality. You know, when I when I went out to write my songs and, and put my album out, 
You know, um, there were things I couldn't do. I didn't play on those recordings because I left it to the pro. You know, Daniel Dennis, who I love to death. He's a great, great guy. I mean, brother from another mother uh, in, a, in a way, you know, um, we uh, don't speak as much as we, we can because he's a busy man, but always going to have a great place in my heart. Uh, he got me better at some of the instruments. He got me in the studio. Now, I, I'm not a studio guy. There, in, in, in Nashville, you learn one thing. You're either a live musician or you're a studio musician. Now, you can be both. If you're that good and you want to be dedicated to that and you love doing studio stuff and you want to play live, that's great. I was deadly afraid of the click track, the tempos. Most drummers tend to start flying off the handle there when they start playing. The tempo gets faster. It's too slow. You know, and I I don't think I really ever had that problem. But when I play live, when I get into the studio, though, I get nervous with that click track because you're, you're supposed to try to listen. And, you know, so, of course, we want to stay in tempo. And that's why there's so many great recordings out there that are still live and not to punch the uh, digital stuff. I love digital drums and all that. So I think it's amazing to make things so much simpler and even complex in a way. I think that's an amazing thing that uh, the industry has changed so much in, in so many ways. But you still have the opportunity to be that live person in the studio. And it always gave me, I was always fearing it. But Daniel, Daniel got me straight in the head. He sat me down. It took about maybe almost 45 minutes on one of my songs. And he said, Force John, you're playing this. You're going to play it. So I did. And uh, it's uh, my single um, called I'm uh, It's Me. And it's the one that's actually gotten some play on uh, YouTube music and all that. I'm really proud of it. Um, and uh, Daniel really got me uh, to lay down a really good track. I'm really proud. It's very simple. But uh, I was right on the money, my fills, uh, and, and everything. So music, uh, the music industry, you're, you're live, you're a recording artist. It, it, it's all up to you in the long run, what you're comfortable with. And here in Nashville, there is a comfort level. There's really, I haven't seen any egos ever. And that's what's really intense about Broadway. You go from one bar to another down there with live music. I mean, every bar has live music. And it starts at 10 o'clock in the morning, goes till 3 a.m. in some of these places. It's a, it's a, it's amazing. It's astonishing to see the talent there. Now, you know, people ask me, where do you go get um, discovered as a musician or a writer? It just doesn't happen like that that much anymore, folks. There's not too many A&R people from record companies walking up and down Broadway. It just doesn't happen that way. One of my good friends who's a, a very successful songwriter had told me that the best way for anybody to really get into business is try to get in with a publisher that can help you. You know, you can hone your techniques and all that and learn. Sure, there's standards that you could follow for songwriting, but there really isn't in the long run. And that's what's great about the country music scene and the Americana and even some rock stuff. Their stories. Listen to them. Sure, there's anthems and pop songs that make you want to dance and all that. But that's why I do my Sunday songs, because I kind of look at the lyrics, too, to see where they are in my life and how they've affected me. And uh, we'll, we'll continue my Sunday songs uh, series through December. But um, 
music industry is just so cool. And if you want to get into it, even in your later, later days too, you, you, you know, you dabbled with writing a poem or something and maybe get a guitar player to sit down with you. Maybe it, it's really interesting how all this can happen. And over these last 24 years, it's happened to me, you know, full circle. Started to play with a cover band, which was was great. I loved it. And then, I mean, technically I was with two cover bands. Cool Papa Baker and the Rhythm Makers, which was amazing. And I've talked about them before. And uh, the band Blue Morning, which turned into um, an all original act, which uh, led the lead vocalist to become a very successful songwriter, Mason Douglas. A very good friend and love his stuff and uh, got to play on his album too in the studio. That was a challenge too, but um, it was a really, really cool experience. So I have nothing against cover bands and some of these bands sound so good. But one thing about Broadway, Nashville, these folks are not tribute bands. They're out there taking requests. They're learning these songs on stage sometimes. That's the amazing talent here. They're able to sit there on stage, push a, push a button on their phone or something, and look at it, and boom, in seconds, they're joining the rest of the band. Most of the artists on Broadway that are playing out there are either successful in songwriting, they're in school, or they're touring musicians. And that's why it's just so it's so much fun to go and see it. And yeah, there's some old timers out there like me playing still. But you're not going to hear a song exactly like the record or these bands are not rehearsing because some of these groups, they're not really bands on Broadway here in Nashville. They're just a group of folks that got together for a four hour set and they just, you know, they, they look at each other and communicate on stage and that's how they play these songs. And sometimes they're request, they're getting songs requested that they have never played before, but they make it happen. That is the beauty of this. And that is why the the cover tunes and all that on Broadway, it's a lot different. And if I had to think about back home, Connecticut or other places like that, the bands that are out there playing in the bars and all that. Yeah, they're they're out there. Most of them are rehearsing. They, They rehearse for hours. They get all these songs together. They'll get together for a couple hours and learn a few new tunes. I get it. There's a lot of cool entertainment, a lot of people having fun. But for me, that's just not it anymore. I I couldn't see myself if I was going back home to join a cover band or play, maybe fit, sit in and help out if I was needed to, but I'd play the music my way. So that may be disturbing to the other players because I have my own, my own style, my own feel. And, uh, you know, when somebody plays one song from Journey or, or um, which I should, I really don't think anybody should play Journey. Um, there's bands like Journey, Heart. It's tough to, to cover those songs. It, and, and it sometimes could be painful to listen to these bands doing them. And no offense. But if you're a fan of that stuff, you really want to hear it as close as possible because you can't see or hear the other bands maybe that are the real people. So I've, I've, I've lost a lot of faith in my wanting to play other people's music, unless it's original or, or I'm able to play with the established artist. That's the other thing. I got to do that several times on the road and, and playing songs that have been on the radio 
that were up for Grammy nominations. I, I, I never expected to do that. So I'm not saying I'm any better than anybody else. But me as a musician here at 60 years old, I want to be me. So I want to express, I want to share what I've learned. And I'm not telling anybody that you have to do it my way. If I'm trying to t- show a child or teach them something on the cajon or the drums and with my percussion setup, no, you got to be yourself. You got to be that creativity. And, and that's what Nashville did for me over these last 24 years that we're celebrating. And, and moving forward, I just continue. I want to continue to be that, that person. And uh, I cannot thank these people enough. All the bars and the, that I played at, all the all the big venues I got to play, and the artists—they know who they are. I mean, I could list them, I could write it down if I had to. But there's so many, so many, and um, I just want to be me. I want to be an original artist. I want to, you know, be able to show off my techniques and talents, and and not to the point where it's an ego. You know, we're all out there trying to do the same thing. And I really respect all the bands that are out there that are performing still. You know, there's some bands out there, big names that don't even have any of their original members anymore. And that's when you get to be a glorified tribute band. And and, and I get it, but I just can't, I can't go on stage and try to be somebody else when I know who I am. And uh, when it comes to the music, uh, I know people might not want to listen to it or be around it or could care less. They want to hear their favorite dance tune, their pop tune, something that's going to get them up and moving. I get it. And I respect that. And I'll, I'll go to those venues once in a while. But there's one thing that I'm going to say again that I mentioned before. I remember reading something in it. And I'm not a, I'm not a Beatles freak, uh, a holic or anything. I love the music, respect them. I know there's controversy here and there and back and forth with any musicians and artists out there. But John Lennon, they interviewed him one time and they said, John, what's the reason why we don't see you out too much at people's concerts or shows? And he had gone to a few, I guess. But his comment to them was, I really don't like to go see the live shows because it just doesn't give me the satisfaction that I get when I listen to the original recording. That's not going to happen on stage. And that's one reason why I've kind of slowed down about going to see live music. And the last few concerts that I went to, I thought were amazing. Leanne Rimes, um, Jason Mraz. Will I go to concerts? Sure. I'm going to go see Jason Mraz again if I get a chance. I, I love the energy, the the live. There's no fake stuff about them. Everybody's up there playing. Uh, it, it's just amazing. You can tell, folks. You can tell when there's some you know recordings going on or not. And it's very easy to do. And uh, John Lennon just said that I would rather sit home and put my headphones on or listen to the record in my own home and enjoy it that way. So that's one of the reasons why I choose not to go to a lot of shows. But there's a few bands that I'm going to go see. Walk Off the Earth, some of the most talented people in the world. Yeah, they may have a cult following, but they're known for what they do. People love what they do. And I'll go and see that again. I'll go and listen to them. I love that originality. Yeah, they do cover tunes, but they do it their way. They do it their way. If you're in a cover band, make it your song. Don't don't try to be that. Don't put on a suit. Don't put on a costume. And again, shame on me for saying that. There's some bands out there that are keeping memories alive for a lot of people. 
and I have a race. I do respect that. But in the long run, these 24 years, I cannot be thankful enough for learning how to be myself and being confident in what I do. So um, I'm going to leave you with those thoughts. And if you are a musician listening, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Doesn't mean you have to quit your cover band or go out there and learn how to write a song. Just do what you feel like you want to do. Just for me, though, this is how I am. This is what I feel. And I'm going to continue to be creative and um, write my own music and and do that kind of stuff. I, I still have plans on doing the one man band thing, you know, going out there and just performing some of my stuff uh, live and uh, in an educational aspect, too. So keep your ears and eyes open for that. And uh, I thank you again for listening to this series. And uh, next uh, next uh, episode is going to hit the week of Thanksgiving. And that's going to be the last episode until after Christmas. And uh, this is going to be a very, very emotional and heartwarming one for me as I wrap up these 24 years of celebration here in Nashville. So thanks for listening. And again, always have that hope, that faith, and that love.